again. Hello, 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 Dre Barrows. We're back once again for another podcast. Hello, Governor. Welcome, one and all. Welcome to our bosom. <laughs> and I love the artwork <laughs> behind you in your bosom. Oh, yes. Well, it's only a, it's only a cardboard box, but uh, it's part of our new kitchen. So different angle this week for me again, still on the iPad, but we'll have a bit it of fun. Changes. Yeah, it's the same here. I got the angel wings back. Remember those guys? Mm, from Maleficent. You fucking robbed them off her back. <laughs> yeah, they look nice anyway. <laughs> Harvested. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to another week and uh, hope you're well and hope you're all well. Dre Barrels, what are you drinking just as we're sapping before we get going? Just a road beer, just a part, just a bud, wet the whistle. I didn't get in. I had a long day today, around like a 12 and a half hour day. And then uh, just yeah. a quick beer, before, wet the whistle before we get going. So, yeah, we like to do that. And I've just got a Guinness, just a standard bottle of Guinness. I had always in a pint glass, Mr. A. Um, always. always. If you're listening, watching. Not from those fucking micro pumps that we discussed last week. No, sir. No. So, yeah, we had a very, that was almost a Guinness special, wasn't it, last week, I have to say. It was uh, mm. very Guinness tinged. But, hey, anyway. Ting. Oh, no, it's Bayer News of the Week. Um, I'll get on with it. It is Bayer yeah, News. Crack on with it. What crack. news you got for us then? All right, this actually comes from CNN, and I actually saw it on a few different news websites. It's all the, the all you know, it's everywhere. To, and it actually came out today, so it's fresh off the cuff. And Oof. it's like, yeah, psychedelic laced beer may have helped this ancient South American empire rule. So it's a bit of history here. Um, right. I don't. So it's actually um, it's Peru. So it's. Beer laced with hallucinogenic drugs derived from plant seeds may have helped leaders of the South American culture maintain their political control for hundreds of years, so research or archaeologists have uncovered, which was interesting. And mm. I don't know if you've heard of them, Governor. They were a, 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 a culture called the Wari. Um, no. No. I've heard of Mr. Wari, love, but... <laughs> not the not Wari, love. The wari. No, well, not Wari. Well, they, they, they built an empire and ruled the highlands of what we know now as Peru. And this, this was like 6,000 to 1,000 AD. And it, they preceded the Incas. So just before the Incas, it's kind of like everybody's... Is that who... What, so they knew Paddington? Well, I guess so, because that's his haunt, isn't it? I forget yeah, about that. The deepest Peru, isn't it? Deepest he used to have marmalade sandwiches, which could be tinged with some of that stuff that you're on about and that's why but it's not usual it's not unusual for a governing organization to put something in the beer to control the people i mean look oh. at you americans with your fluoride in the water <laughs> hey i've got to bloody um vinegar the kettle every um probably every two weeks well i did in the old place but this new place we we're on well water so it's oh. not from the main, you know. So thankfully, we're away from all that crap. <laughs> oh, well. all that yeah. oh, a bit of the old, bit of the old. Um, is it a borehole or is it a proper well? 
Oh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, they, it was a borehole, so they drilled down and it's pumped. They have a huge water tank and it's pumped, and obviously we have a line to our house and a line to the in, in-laws. But it, it has a certain, you know, it kind of smells a little bit more than your conventional water because it's natural, it's from the ground source, but it's, man, it's so much better. You're not crusting up your kettle with fluoride or calcium buildup, you know? Anyway, we digress. Um, we did. Yeah, but it, they, they took some excavations and what they found that, that the Wari used seeds from a, a Vilka tree and combined it with a hallucinogenic drug to make this, um, uh, this beer. So the, this beer derives from a chichi, or it's called a chichi or something, or, or mo, mole tree. So it's, it's interesting. And yeah, I don't know how they find this stuff out. Do they find remnants of uh, like caps and stuff like that? And must, they must do, like when that one that we mentioned probably a year ago now, and I was on about the one in Egypt where they yeah they found like the you know the um, toxicology of the ground and what was there and all those tests they do find out what was about. They must have found some sort of beer making stuff. Yeah, a load of that. It's, it's Maybe a, that's why they pierce all their lips and just walk around naked. They're, they're all on mushrooms. That's <laughs> I know, it's, but it's crazy how they, you know, you do it on that scale because it probably was pretty big old empire, I'm guessing. If it's an empire, it's pretty big, you know. So, no, that, that's fascinating to me. So that's really all I had. I'd be kind of curious to Well, try. I can add a caveat to that of the uh, news before we shut the door on it which was just over here everyone goes on about fucking dry january oh we had too oh. much to drink over christmas let's not drink in january and they reckon that there's going to be something phenomenal like hang on i had it on my phone a second ago one minute um that they're going to be selling obviously Dry January means that you don't have alcohol, and they reckon that they're going to, in January alone, they're going to be selling 7.8 million pints of low and no alcohol beer. Shit. Wow. In this country alone. I don't believe that one bit. I did it once, you know, but it lasted for like six, 14 days. I couldn't do the entire month because stuff happens all the time and we go out and stuff like that you know and my brother's coming over so there was no chance this month but i i've been my good wife mentioned it to me uh, maybe i should try a couple of um non-alcoholic beer reviews this month i don't know how you feel yeah about i mean that's about i had yeah in the end you know it was it was a nice drink it wasn't it wasn't um it didn't taste like there was no alcohol in it it was quite pleasant and that was zero percent yeah so uh we have to try yeah we'll get maybe do one each one time yeah i think so but obviously i'm trying to get that guinness one Mm. um but i haven't seen it in the shops i'm not going to bother ordering it'll come in the shops eventually and obviously we'll do that um but yeah there is quite a lot of non-alcoholic stuff over here beer wise i can understand it because People like to drink a beer socially at a party and that, but there's so many zero alcohol spirits over here now 
and they cost like 13 pounds a bottle for you know zero alcohol gin and you think what's the fucking point in that that is just stupid to me because it's basically when you're having a short of gin it's just a quick gone you know and it's to get it's mostly to get the buzz and stuff that's the impression i get but where as a pint it's almost like the motion of having something and holding it and drinking and it's the 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 entire motion and the the social aspect of it and having something to almost do with your hand in a way obviously yeah at a party like this you know and there's people there that are drinking beers and you might be driving or some other reason and you just you can get drawn into it that's why there's such there's such a problem with that driving over here because people would you know i'll just have one and one leads to two and then they're over yeah. the limit but you know some of these alcohol free beers i have them when i go and play darts if it's not close i'll have one pint of alcoholic beer and then i'll drink the zero percent beers and some of them are not some of them are fucking horrible don't yeah. get me wrong no. bit tinny tinny or metallic tasting horrible aftertaste but some of them are really nice the heineken yeah. one's good the san yeah. miguel one's good okay san miguel yeah i haven't had that mm. i had them and they kind of kind of taste cereally some of these cheaper ones but a lot of the craft breweries are doing more non-alcoholic ones as well like you can vouch for you did in um in advent but i know Lagunitas, a big brewery over here does a few so i'm gonna yeah maybe before january's out we should do at least one right each or maybe just in february just to buck the trend yeah <laughs> anyway there's a little bit of a uh, little bit ties in with that later with my okay. uh, brewery we're carrying so we better get a proper pour on get um, go on then, what you got? Have you got to go and get yours? No, I'm good. You should start because I officially did beer news of the week. So um, you start. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I don't want any emails. Uh, I don't last year. Mr. P. Yeah. Lewis. Yeah, I need to stick to the script. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right there. Well, that other guy from Ireland or wherever it was, Hughes. He oh. was particular about something or other. So, yes, okay. And you're getting quite particular. Yourself. So, I shall, as the governor, carry on. And I've got a uh, stout that I bought for the Christmas ones. And, well, in fact, I bought loads. And this is one left over. And I haven't done a stout for a while. And the review's been sticking to my lagers, as you've seen in the week and last week. So, um, I'm back on the stouts this week. And I've gone with a coconut pastry stout called Nargill from the Buxton Brewery. And there we go. There's the nice. cans. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, one of those um, tactile cans. Like the, the sticker on it feels nice to hold. Uh, Buxton on one side, England on the other. So um, this is actually from the Peak District. So we're back into Yorkshire Territory. Oh, oh again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I'll get a pour on. A little sniff. Oh, lovely. Mm, that's a smell of a pastry stout. Oh, calm it down. Calm it down, son. Let's have a There are we? There we are. Is it strong? It's a six percenter. Oh, I'm tripping all over my pajamas. 
Oh, don't worry, I blame it on the kids. Um, Oi. <laughs> naughty. There's no real scent to it other than a stout scent. So I've just had a, took a little bit of the head off to get the whole thing in. That's what she said. And uh, here we are. Love that can. Is that, that's a full pint can then. It looked smaller on, when you showed it earlier, but it's, I can see now it's a full uh, Well, what is it? The 500, is it? Yeah, and that's not a special pint can. This, this is just one of the glasses that I've used because more other stuff's in storage at the minute. So here we go. Oh, it's nice. It's very nice. Sweet. Smooth. Really, really nice flavour to that. Rich. Extremely dark. Just a lovely stout. A lovely stout. So that's me on my way. I find myself in the middle of Yorkshire again in the Peak District. So what, where are we heading with you this week, old chap? Uh, we're probably going over the, the, the English Channel a little bit from you, um, over to Belgium. And I have oh. Duval, and it was brought over by our um, Dutch friend, Jorik, on his trip. And I've saved it all the time. Nice one, Jorik. Love it. Jorik. Look at that, oh, that's interesting. I don't know what that what is. What is that? A lady with a lot of arms or something. Looks like, right? It's um it's all in Dutch, so I can't tell, but she's like pouring, she's got arms all around her pouring pints. Mm, one, two, three, four, five, six. She's got seven arms. But some of those arms are can you see they're they're different colour to a suit, so I don't quite it's almost like She's holding the glass, and then there's other, I don't know, strange. No, that is some strange artwork to put on. It probably just shows that she's good barmaid. Do many things at once, I should Maybe. But Belgium strong. So this is actually a, a strong golden ale at 8.5%. And just for Yorick, I wanted to use Duckworth because it's something special. I like the bottle before you pour it. I like that little funnel-shaped, reverse funnel-shaped. Nice, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's nice, right? Eddie, one of your old back plugs, isn't it? <laughs> 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 or maybe it's one of Yorick's old back plugs. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> A bit of homebrew. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> but it's fizzy, so it's held its own, and, you know. Um, well, watch the head on that one. Fuck my old boots. What are you doing? Bloody hell, I messed that one up. I might have done a, a governor there. Oh, God. Governor. <laughs> mm, smells. Um... Thinking of old Yorick, you've got a nice thick head on that. Beautiful. What's it smell like? It kind of smells aged, kind of fermented a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And almost, it almost smells kind of like soury in a way but it's it says it's a subtle bitterness beer with distinctive hop character um so yeah um pleasant did you say wrong what was the percentage i missed that it's 8.5 and i think i read that it was aged as well and i can't read any of this it's all in belgium so i can't really read it but no uh, is that language is it belgium i think so but, what um, language 
Belgish. Or is it Flemish? Flemish. Flemish. Oh, okay. I, it was in the back of my mind, but I wasn't quite sure. So that's the official language of Belgium, is it? Or is it French? Well, I think part of it may be French, but yeah, it's Flemish, isn't it, really? I was... Have you created there? <laughs> Look at that. Jesus Christ. You could use the top of that and have a shave with it. <laughs> oh, no. I want to bloody drink it. I'm going to try... Hey, the old Duckworth there. Um, in my job, I can't go any further than saying this, but uh, I interviewed uh, Mr and Mrs Duckworth in the week. So. Oh, talk that up. Wasn't Jack or Vera, but you well, never know. You, you know, maybe some kind of relation. Apparently, they yeah. were related to the Queen. Uh, Jack and Vera, well, Vera was. Yeah. Wasn't she? But anyway, let me try. And, oh, it kind of tastes fruity from the foam. But I'm gonna try and get a taste before you get going on talking of yours. But a Yorick stickhead tastes fruity. Okay. Very, very bitter. Oh, oh he's got it in his moustache. Oh, I got it on my nose as well. Creamy. Um, God. Like your, bro your brother's been at a cream horn again. God. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> What's he saying now? <laughs> if we play that next week, so don't worry, Dre Barrows, he'll be on. Um, yeah, very fruity and very strong and fruity kind of bitterness, I would say. And it's just, yeah, nice. And you can tell it's been aged as well. But it does taste European. You know, it has that distinctive European kind of bite to it. Like some of the lagers do. But that tastes strong. I think these are aged. That, well. that lager I had last night, yeah. That, you know, as I promised last week, I'd do a mini review on a on the facts, 10%. There's something about when it's a lager and the percentage is higher. Makes you go a bit loopy, I think. Like the old Stella, the old wife beater. You know? beater. Well, that's why I kind of commented, you probably saw like, oh, you get a climbing up lamppost. Because I was, do you remember, once was chased up a lamppost by somebody that had gone, an old friend of ours had gone nuts on Stella and it just affected him in a crazy way. Do you remember that in university? Um, but yeah, folks, he had been drinking. What did his name begin with? It, I can say his name. He's not listening. It was old Fran. And uh, he um, he was going crazy. And I climbed up a lamppost to get away with it from him because he was going to punch my lights out, as I as he was saying. I don't think. Do you think? What was that, in the first year? I think it was in the first and year. And I, I, I horrors. Oh, maybe. No, we, we was actually, we were out somewhere, and I don't know if it was down on near the bay or the, the glen or down that way somewhere, because I remember trying to climb up a lamppost to get away from him. I think mm, Andy was yeah. there, but that's, but he had been drinking Stella all night, and I think yeah. um, our old pal Andy had made some kind of, or the chief, as we like to call him, yeah. he, he's, he's said something about... Oh, um, the nonce. <laughs> nonce. The new nonce. <laughs> Said something about, oh, he's there laughing, oh, he's been on the Stella or something like that. Yeah, fucking hell. I mean, that's, that Stella was only 5.2%, but there seemed to be more bubbles in a Stella than anything else. And and people would go nuts on it. I worked in a pub for a bit after university, as you know, where I met my wife. And there was a certain guy that used to come in. He was all right. 
but he was banned from drinking Stella. You could serve him, but you couldn't serve him Stella because he'd go fucking nuts on it. Oh shit! And that, and you know, and you've been drinking a lot higher percentage beers in a stout, but it doesn't affect you in the same way that that Stella does. Oh. I mean, I drink that Stella, and you know, you do have like periods where you go nuts on it. Yeah, it's, it's not that strong anymore. It's only four now. They've reduced it. Oh, okay. It didn't somebody? I, I thought I read this once, and this is obviously um, just hearsay and stuff. But I thought it was something to do with the chemicals in it as well. How they brew it with chemicals, and it's the chemicals that affect or in, send you on an imbalance or some shit like that. Maybe there's some research, you know. It's a nice pint to add yeah. a couple of, but if you carried on with it, the old five point two, yeah, things would happen definitely. And but. Let's get back to the beers in hand because yeah. beard off. My uh, coconut pastry stout is called nargil. Now, nargil is the Indian word for coconut. So, um, as I, you know, obviously I knew that. Um, they like every <laughs> coconut curries, don't they, in India? They sell what? No, they like coconut curries in India. So it would they... be called the nargil curry. Oh, maybe you're right, yeah. Maybe you're right. I don't know Crazy in the old Nargil. You put the lime in the Nargil. That was a big popular song over in the 70s over there. Oh, yes. Yeah, Mix them both up, you put them. La, he cooking that. Pick your bull, See me in the morning. <laughs> anyway, this, uh, like I said, it's in the heart of the Peak District. It's not very far away from Bakewell, which I've reviewed before with various uh, beers and stuff. Right? It's um, above Derby, between Sheffield, Peak District, bang in the centre of England, really. Um, and it's there. They've got a big tap room there, uh, which is actually in the town, which is called the Old Courthouse Tap, which does all their beers. They do do tours usually, but at the moment they're postponed because of a motherfucking Omnicron. Um, so they're not doing tours at the moment, but you can go to the brewery usually. Uh, got a big shop there. Um, started in 2009, so it's been going quite a while. Oh, yeah. Usual story with these things that it started off um, just a few, few litres in a back garage somewhere, and, you know, it's come from that. So... Their little thing is, you know, obviously they make beers, they like making beers, but um, the beers that they make are nurtured by a small team of dedicated beer lovers. Oh. So they want things to taste nice that they like and, yeah. you know, other people to enjoy. And a really cool thing, we spoke about this privately with another friend of ours, but there's that thing over here called three words. I understand it's worldwide where if you get lost or if you want to find anything, you use that website called three words. You type in three words and it will come up with a three meter square that has that is named after those three words. So like if you were out on a mountain somewhere and you fell down and hurt yourself, you could give coordinates. Of course you could, or you could say he was on a mountain, but, if you had your app open, it would tell you three words where you are, three metres, and the emergency services, we could go right there. Oh. So their 
their three words for their brewery, which is right outside the front door, is when forever brew. Oh, which is pretty okay. So that is um, specific to there, their spot. That's great, actually. I like that. When forever yeah. brew. Um, so I could like I could make up a word for this room. Well, I don't know if they I don't know if they paid for that to be changed because it's very oh. convenient. It's got brew in it and it's right in a fucking brewery. <laughs> usually just three random words like kitchen apple monkey, something like that, and that would be like my address outside my front door. Right. And it it, it directs you within three meters of whatever. Yeah, um, I remember. It's great for people, emergency services, especially somewhere such as the Peak Districts, where people might twist their ankle or get into trouble out on a trail somewhere or on a mountainside. They can fucking use it. It's easier than trying to give coordinates, just three words. I'm sure it must be in America as well. Yeah, that's interesting. It must be an app. I know we've talked about it before, but that's kind of coming all back to me now. But that's kind of cool. I'm just curious. It's just crazy that you could have that for the entire world, though. So I don't know if it's like, you know. I don't know if it is. Um, oh, it's just. I mean, that is insane if you could. But I, I, I don't know too much about it. I, I thought that it pretty much is the entire planet. Yeah, is there? It's that? only been greed over it, isn't it? And then just it generates three random words that don't match any others. You can have some issues in Antarctica, aren't you? Looking for descriptions of different. But then you got issues when it goes from something like, obviously, English and uh, American English are the same language ultimately, but yeah. Russian is fucking vastly different, <laughs> and so is Chinese. You know, go over there. What's it going to be? How's it going to? How's it going to show up? Yeah, that's fascinating. I, yeah, that'd be something. But it, I, I'm, glad I you, I'm glad you sat down because I feel that you may have fallen over if I told you standing up. So I'm glad about that. I wonder if they, if if it's one of those things where they had to pay for that, you know, just to get those exclusive. Yeah, I think so. I think they have. Yeah. I think, and you know, it's like number plates, how personalized they are and uh, how you have to pay so much. I think it's a bit cheaper over here. I know it, it used to be pretty expensive in the UK to get your own personalized number plate. I know my granddad had GDL for his and I think he paid a lot, but I think it's a lot cheaper here and I see them everywhere. Maybe it's come down in price over the years, but. What was GDL standing for? Granddad Lloyd. <laughs> George Don 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 Donald Lloyd or Don Lloyd. <laughs> what the fuck? What was his middle name? Dan Donald. I've never heard. I've obviously heard Donald, but not yeah. Dan Donald. D-U-N. Yeah. Uh, Donald. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. That's interesting. Maybe I need to do some family research. Jennifer Mc Don Donald. Oh, I love that. Oh yeah, you wouldn't like that. He was a proud Englishman. <laughs> people shout, Don Donald, where's your traces? <laughs> it's definitely Scottish, though, isn't it? Dan Donald. Gotta be Scottish, maybe. Yeah, but it's a middle name. It's not a surname, is it? No, because the surname was ultimately Lloyd is originally Welsh, you know, at some point down the line. So you would have, the family would have come from. Well, it's a double L, isn't it? It's double L, or is it double D? 
double L. It's exactly. That is proper Welsh because it's Clyde. If it's if it's proper Welsh, it would be Floyd. L W Y D Floyd, like the Mary Lloyd, you know. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lloyd. That's why I'm so disappointed that your middle name's Simon. Mm. It should be Hedwin, shouldn't it? Or something like that. <laughs> Bloodwin. Bloodwin or Cledwin. Bloodwins. That one, oh, I used to work with a guy and he was called um Selwyn. And I always thought he was yeah, heard of it. You've heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of Selwyn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was Welsh for some reason, but he wasn't Welsh in any way. But that was his name, was Selwyn, which I thought yeah. was unusual for an Englishman. But am I wrong there? Is it an English name, Selwyn? It just sounds... It, does, like it. it sounds Welsh because of the wind part, isn't it? Probably. The wind. Like the winden. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And it's have a bit, it's have a bit about okay. your. I, I was going to say the Wyndham hotels over here as well. Your old David Duval. Or, uh... Oh, yeah. So Duval, and actually the brewery is actually called Duval Mortgat. Mortgat. And um, it all began by a gentleman. Oh, this is where the came from. Jean. Jean Leonard Morgat and his wife founded Morgat Brewery Farm in 1871. It's pretty old. Isn't that. It? Yeah. Um, so, and around the turn of the century, Morgat was one of over 3,000 breweries operating in Belgium. Can you believe that? That's crazy to me. 3,000 breweries. And it's. Well, aside from. Aside from beer at the moment, I heard on the radio that in England, well, Britain alone, there are 870 gin distilleries. What? Which blew my mind. That is... In, yeah. I only know... 870. I mean, what the fuck? Who's in town? Fagan and Bill Sykes? Where the, who the fuck is drinking that amount of gin? It's very popular again, don't get me wrong, and I do have a gin from time to time, but yeah, that is a lot of breweries on top, well, or distilleries rather, on top of your popular ones such as Gordon's, London and all that type of gin. Yeah, yeah. A lot of gin to be drunk. That is just insane. And that's only most people who predominantly buy Gordon's gin, I would say. Where's the rest of the fucking uh, 799 going, you know? Well, well, I mean, we, we've oh. had a lot. I mean, you sent my wife a bottle of gin back along and she, you know, we do drink yeah. gin. I probably do drink a bottle of gin a month, but that is a hell of a lot of gin. You know, I will say this, and me and the coach were talking about it when he wanted to come to London. Oh, what's he saying? What's he saying now? Or... But it may be, end up being me and Steve now because for 2023, but I wanted to take him and I researched it of doing a, a gin tavern tour of London because there's a tour you can do or, or you can just follow the, the, the tour on your own, you know, but there's a bunch of gin taverns still in what operation. Is hey, Marcus, I love that gin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to get 
I think that was before we really, really got into the craft beers. We were talking about that. So now I've, I don't almost would say it wouldn't happen. That we'd be more focused on the brewery tours, you know, not the gin taverns. But it kind of shows. I mean, there's obviously a big market for that. And um, I mean, it's expensive over here in London to drink beer. If you're going on a fucking gin one, good oh. God, you got the money with you. I know. So I think that's going to go by and by and we'll just focus on the breweries when we, we do that. But is it? But that just blew my mind. 3,000 breweries and this is going back at the turn of the century. So, ooh, there's a question. Was it this century gone or the previous century? It doesn't say. Not two centuries ago, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I get, oh, I guess it was talking about... I, guess the 1918s to oh yeah yeah that makes sense okay did it, they make that beer after robert devour i said david devour earlier but i got him mixed up with david de Coven and uh i don't need to talk about him but oh, did they name it after robert devour is that his surname do is it with an e-l devour or is it an a-l robert duval I'm trying to. Do you know it was his birthday the other day? They read it out on Radio Two. It's Robert Duval's birthday. They were saying. Um, was that a popular station in America? Is it Radio Two? Yeah, no, just in my car. <laughs> but, so but you're xenophobic to the country you live in. Absolutely disgraceful. You know what? That kind of brings up a point because um, my wife. I said, see your son. I see your son. He's out in the countryside now. I see him every time put up pictures we see little videos of him it warms my heart he's got a lovely pair of cowboy boots on he's embracing it he's loving it and there's you listening to radio too you should be in a fucking great yeah oh my god i've got the same ones (laughs) (laughs) have they got backs on them oh my christ very very similar very similar slightly i don't know they are at a minute they must be upstairs but but no, it's a good point because the, 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 my wife said, uh, my friend who lives over here, he's from Bournemouth, Ben, and uh, he just got his American citizenship this week. So celebratory and, and he, I swear he said he wasn't going to do it. And my wife said, are you going to do that? No. And, uh, and then she said, oh, do you even like America? And she, I said, it's all right. It's all right. Oh. Do you show any some for the beautiful country you're living in? These uh-huh. wonderful sights. Have you? Look, it is. It's marvelous. I got to be honest, but uh, um, I need to show <laughs> you. Remind me of Dom Jolly when he goes to the Taj Mahal and the Eiffel Tower, and he stands there looking at it, and then he just turns to the normal tourists around him, points at whatever he stood in front of, and says, "This is that." Sorry. He says, that is shit. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen that one. That's how yeah. you remind me. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, I'd say my, my brother, he's coming over next week up to the hill country or down to the Alamo, and he'd be like, oh, it's amazing. Look at it. Oh, wow. It's all right. I've seen that. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> Let's move on. No, I look. I yeah, it's it's beautiful, and yeah, I I should show more enthusiasm for America. <laughs> I, I would be over there, fucking line dancing my way every single night. 
thing. I met someone the other day who was a competitive line dancer in Britain in her heyday. Ooh. Older now, in her 80s. But, yeah, she used to go all round doing line dancing. I was an Uncle Bryn and... Uh, and uh, Nessa. Nessa. No. No. <laughs> no, they still it, but no, it was... Uh, oh, wow. It was nice to hear. It brought a tear to me eye. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's down in Devon. Oh, she's a total cripple now. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, but did it, you know, back in the day. Overdid I, it. I've done it. I actually, we'll talk to the coach about it, but I actually did my first line dance at the coach's wedding when he got married, when he had that peanut butter stout that we talked about. What, did he have an organised line dance, did he? They, they were certain songs, it was a proper disco, you know, like a wedding does, but certain songs, and everybody, quite a few songs came on, and it was more country, I guess, and everybody was up there doing this, and I had to kind uh, of follow them, and it was just... I wish, I'd known, I wish I'd known him back then, I'd love that. Oh, well, if he renews his vows, I'll be right up the front. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll let him know. Um, but that's the only, yeah, that's the only line dance I've ever done, and I've never done it any time. But I'm like, maybe I should take um, Bumble um, on a line dance or something, or to a honky-tonk, right? Do you think? I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just for right an Right where they throw sawdust on the floor. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we'll try and do that. Doing the um, double show. Yeah, they we go. They got long, long hung cows. We're going to get him sat on one of those as well. There's a little village that they, you know, and get him in a cowboy hat and get a photo. Oh my god, fucking moon faced gypsy. Anyway, oh. let's have some beers from the old Duval. Yeah, absolutely. So a few on these, as you know, it's a very old brewery. They have an extensive list. I couldn't find any stout supporters. So they they obviously specialise more in the in the lighter beers, you know. So they have um, a, it's called a Vedette Extra White, which is a wheat beer. Um, they do a Vedette. That seems to be a running theme. Extraordinary IPAs. So if you like your IPAs, they have one of those, and that's only a five point five percent. And one last one from them is um, a Vedette again. Extra Pilsner. Extra blonde, and that's a lager pale. So it's a couple so, of beers. Um, yeah, well, my, my one, the old Buxton Brewery, they do yeah, quite a few beers. Um, a lot of them are similar thing to yours. They they stick with one name and then add a thing to it. So they do a lot on the Axe range, and uh, one of them is an Axe Edge IPA. They, they do a Rain Shadow Imperial Stout, which looks a treat, very, very dark can. And then they do an Omnipolo lemon sorbet cream. Uh, I think it's a shake or something like that. But I've got the raspberry one in the fridge here. And I was thinking about maybe doing two tonight, but I'll do that one in the week maybe. Okay. Um, but then they've got, now this is where we go circular again. We're talking about dry January. They've taken it and they've got a pack that you can have delivered to your home. Of the different beers they do like a selection pack and it's called tri annuary Tri-annuary. so it's like a, it's a non-alcoholic but oh okay oh, oh it's not it's not now non-alcoholic oh okay it's dry it's like tri triannuary yeah triannuary you're right you said it right mixed pack of beers which you can try to buck the trend. Why should we drink 0%? Why should we not 
you know, I understand people a bit. I'm trying to get back into my running again. I've been running quite quite a bit, not built up the miles too much, but everyone does try and get fit after Christmas. I get that. There's no need to give up the good stuff. It is no need. (laughs) In moderation, right? Just do it in moderation. Yeah. Give up the fucking crisps and the sweeties. Here you go. Go for a walk. walk. And at the end of a walk, enjoy a nice pint. Exactly. A a little reward. The the pubs and breweries over here have suffered enough with bloody COVID. And the Christmas over here wasn't as good as we thought because of the Omnicom and all that. So still support them. Go for a Sunday walk. Go for a little run. And at the end of it, reward yourself with a pint. Yeah, you can. You got to think about this. If you're a beer lover, and it, you are, if you're listening to us, then you 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 can cut out things like sweeties, things like crisps, and just have the you know. Or what are you gonna do? Just stuff crisps and give up the alcohol for a month? No, just cut those little elements out if you love your beer. Well, just cut down your beer intake. You yeah, don't have exactly. to give up altogether. And if you're a raging alcoholic and realise you're drinking a bottle of wine or you know, six beers a night, just cut it down to a couple of beers a night. Limit yourself. And if you can't limit yourself, you had a problem. Yeah, and you you know as, as you know me well enough, Governor, and I've I've been doing a lot of binge drinking over the last few years and just excessively, but I'm I'm working on that myself and uh and no, but no, I, I just had a few this Saturday, you know, and I haven't drunk since then until today. But this, the Saturday just gone, I just had a couple of nice, we watched a bit of Harry Potter on the TV and I just a couple of nice tasty beers. That was it, two tasty beers. And, you know. It's only drinking yourself to a stupor. I can't, I don't remember when I was being stupidly mm. drunk. No, I haven't. No, I, I can't remember when I've been stupidly drunk for a long while or just been completely messed up on it binge drinking I don't do it anymore I, I mean I do every now and then but yeah. I still remember what has happened yeah I mean if I'd have had another one of those faxes the other night <laughs> I, I mean I did put it in the fucking uh, hashtags at the end I'm not sure where I'm going to be tomorrow morning but that's the type of thing that would send Fran. He, he would climb up yeah. the fucking post after. <laughs> I thought you would have been rolling up the wooden hill to Bedfordshire yesterday after that fax. It was, <laughs> it was, I mean, I didn't, I like the fax lager, the 5%, but that one, it had such a, like a, and I described it as like a vodka taste. And obviously it's the alcohol, but it's like a pang at the back of your throat afterwards. And it, if you was on a night out, you wouldn't want to drink that all night. No. But you couldn't. You couldn't. After four pints of that, you'd be fucking all anyone's. No, absolutely. We don't want to go down that route again, do we, ref? I'd rather not. <laughs> but I'm, I'm debating. It was a different time, a different land, a different country. <laughs> you don't understand. We didn't I have might... more cartons. We didn't have internet. And I was cold, very cold. <laughs> God, I might um, get my brother to bring a couple of um, Carlins over for me um, in the bottle. Obviously, he can't bring the can, but he, he could wrap up a couple of Carlin black labels, right? In, but can he, he get he won't, he won't remember. 
No, I know. I know. I'm not sure you can get it in a bottle that easy. Well, that's what I thought. I mean, I've never really... I think I saw them in bottles once, but that was a long time ago. And I, I think it's predominantly cans. And obviously, you can't get them over here. And, you know, I've talked about that before, Carl, and I, I just wondered if you could. Something to think about. Getting canned. Getting canned. Anyway, anyway we... we okay. The beer that I've had, I'm going to review uh, before we go into the dreg. Or should we dreg it first? I know that you're a stickler for the order. Well, 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 no, we always give our scores at the end, right? Okay, right. My dreg then. Oh, hang on. Blimey, Governor. Call Blimey, Governor. Who are you? It's Dregs of the Week. There he is. I had to prompt him somehow. Uh, yes, my, my thing is... Um, deliberately shite reviews of things um i don't i like to read reviews if at all i like to read them after i've seen something because i like to see something with my own eyes and think what i want to think about it before someone else now we review these beers and it's just what we think we know experts and it's a suggestion you know buxton brewery I suggest you try this beer if you like stouts. Yeah. I'm not dis putting it down or anyway. Now, I watched a film on Netflix, which over 180 million people worldwide have watched, Don't Look Up. Now, that got shit reviews. It got shit to middling reviews. They just didn't give it the time of day. I didn't read none of those reviews. I watched it for what it was, and I thought it was a piece of genius. I thought it was so on the button. Have you seen uh, it? No, I haven't. Who's in it and what's it about? It's about a big comet that they discover is going to hit the Earth. Oh, I did read that, yeah. It's tongue-in-cheek, but it is an, it is an absolute... Um, DiCaprio. It's DiCaprio's in it. You've got DiCaprio. You've got... Uh, Shamalay is in it, the new kid that everyone's raving about. Shamalay. Oh, uh Jennifer from the Hunger Games. That I girl. Know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know her. Lawrence. Je you got Lawrence in it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Street is in it. Oh. You know, it's a stellar cast, the stellar yeah. cast. Oh, this comet's going to hit the earth, and they know it's going to hit with 99% certainty, and it's going to hit in six months' time. And what happens? I'm not going to spoil it for people. What happens? And it is an absolute pastiche of what society is at the moment how things get spun by people that are in government, how things get twisted by other people, um, and what's true. and and I just thought it was genius on so many levels. And one. people packed it. And if, if you're one of these people that only watch things because of reviews, because of what other people think, I think that's shit. I think you should give anything a go. I sometimes read reviews and my wife said, don't worry about reviews, just take it for what it yeah. is. I've taken that exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've got to watch something and then 
read the reviews after. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's just someone else's opinion or yeah. something. But it got, it got not panned, but it didn't have the best reviews, nothing more than middling. And I thought it was much better. It wasn't trying to be anything more than it was. And I thought it was really, really clever. And there were some good messages in it. Weird. It's funny as well. Parts of it are really funny. I'm so uh, that's my that. suggestion. Don't mm. listen to good reviewers that, well, that really pretend they're worthy and, oh, you don't know what you're watching and things like that. You don't know what you're drinking. We're not like that. We just say it how we think. Yeah. You know, tell people what to do. Uh, but Don't Look Up is a brilliant film. And I, I suggest that one. Is I, it? That's the same. And I, I get so angry because people... Rylance, are... the BFG. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, Mark, Mark Rylance. I, I like him. him. He's a great actor. I've seen him in a few things, and I think he's just a wonderful actor. Tip top, tip top in Dunkirk. Chalk it up. That's what I was thinking of. That's a brilliant movie as well. And that, kind of going back to that point, I hate it when people always slate the Hobbit movies. Oh, they're terrible compared to Lord of the Rings. Well, they may not be as bad, but I love those Hobbit movies. And my son, absolutely, he prefers them to the... The Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit movies, because they more, it's a children's book. And I sometimes say to people, well, have you read the book? It's meant to be a bit more like that, you know? I think they're wonderful, but the critics pan those movies, you know, all the time, and it just makes me mad. The only thing that I watch it is because I just couldn't believe they made three films out of such a thin book. I just can't be arsed. It's just too long. I, know. I, watched, I watched The Lord of the Rings... Yeah, Lords of the Rings, and and I watched the first one with you, and when I discovered Harry Potter wasn't in it, I thought, what's going on here? So I read the book, and then I read all the other books before the second one came out, and then obviously when the third one came out, I knew everything that was going on, and I really enjoyed it. But The Hobbit, I just couldn't be bothered to watch three films. If they'd made one film, yeah. I would have watched it. I can't be asked. I mean, yeah. Not because... It's can't be bothered, <laughs> but I I know I, I get you and it, I I almost do feel like they're drawn out. But the that but we me and my son have so much fun and we just sit down and watch them all the way through and just thoroughly have a just and it's a bit more light-hearted than the Hobbit. But sorry, the Lord of the Rings, obviously. But and I think that's why they pan it a little bit and it is stretched out a bit. But hey, what the heck, like you said, you know, don't listen to How those. can you enjoy it, though? Because at the end, the dragon gets done for, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, the, isn't, like, that, oh. isn't that a symbol of your country? Oh, that's true. <laughs> but mm. it, was a, it was like a green dragon. It wasn't a red dragon. So it could be like, a, there's a lot of dragons in England and Scotland and Europe. And yeah, I... I like old Smog, the dragon, but yeah, it was kind of sad. I the desolation of Smog. Desolation of Smog. Oh, God, with all these fucking coins. Talking every penny, every penny, watching every penny. Oh, copper pot. Okay, okay, okay. before you start waffling on about okay, it. Okay. Your, uh, second, your second breakfast and whatnot. Let's have a little go at your drag here. What's that mean? Elevensies. Mm. Um, sorry, yeah. I I think uh yeah, my drag, actually my drag is my my son this week, he I, I got to, went to school and to pick him up and he's covered in blood. 
what the fuck? And screaming and shit like that. He got whacked in the face by a baseball bat. Um, oh, fucking hell. What is that with his kid? <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, he was fine, but it was an accident. The kids were playing baseball and it was only plastic one. He just had a little swollen lip and stuff. But um, my drag is like that where they are, it, you know, there's not enough teachers to patrol the yards and there's loads of kids outside and playtime and stuff like that and how the heck do you police so many kids you know running around playing games and stuff when i was in school there were teachers everywhere keeping an eye on you and they grabbed you by the ear teachers you also had i mean i remember dinner ladies at my school school that were ultimately just mums coming in for like a two quid an hour to stand and make sure kids didn't kill each other yeah and some of them were fucking evil bitches <laughs> no, right. no ways about it they enjoyed their hour of discipline and they <laughs> they were they were more fearsome than some of the teachers yeah in their big aprons long aprons so funny you've brought that up because my youngest daughter goes to preschool and she goes today she went today she goes for six hours today and then thursday and friday she went today and they said, oh, when my wife went and picked her up earlier, oh, your daughter said, which has been very, very good today, except for one thing. And then, and she said, and my wife went, oh, well, what's happened? They went, she, she completely filled the whole of the sink up with sand. Now, we don't like that, do we, Sable? And Sable's that standing there like that. So, so my wife just said, well, how did she manage to do that? What were you doing? How <laughs> comes you didn't notice that a four-year-old child is filled the whole sink up with sand? What the fuck were you up to? And that's course, a lot of sand. Yeah, that's a lot of cups of sand there. <laughs> and and of course, I was right on the back foot then. They were like, um, oh, I think a few children were involved. Barlocks. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I was having a crafty ciggy, weren't they? Around the back, wouldn't it? <laughs> By the vapes. This <laughs> same is all fucking sharing a can of facts. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And it your is. son, if someone's going to be hit by a, a bat, a fucking, even a comet or anything, Football, <laughs> it'd be your same. son. Yeah, I know. Your, it's new, like... your new door worries me. It's half glass. <laughs> when the wrestling starts, my uh, Uncle Snappy's here next week. There's going to be all kinds of antics going on. Ah, I can see uh, somebody getting thrown through the glass oh, <laughs> in a wrestling man. match. Hulk Hogan yeah. style. Uh, a bit of Hulkamania with a bumble splash. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, I'm with you. I'm with you there. No, it, it, it just, like, it boggles my mind. Cause, like, when we were kids, there were so many more, like, the dinner ladies policing the yard at lunchtime. And uh, now, it, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it just boggles my mind. But there we go. That's did, my... the teacher, did the teachers put a spin on it and say, oh, we have to, um, we have to just say something about your son. Um, he headbutted one of our baseball bats. <laughs> They were, he face-planted a moving bat. Well, they kept saying, oh, it was an accident. It was an accident, you know. But then the nurse, because they still have nurses, um, she was like, oh, 
and he was screaming and she went oh he may he may need a stitch and then suddenly <laughs> it's like did you have to say that you know please he's already crazy he's all right oh yeah it's just a swollen lip I, I rushed him over to the dentist just to check and everything was fine i'm just glad he was a plastic basically. you want to go to one of those 24 7 dental places i've heard they are tip top and I think we may have a, a, a coaching connection over at those places as well. So there you go. <laughs> and a mother, maybe, who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway. yeah so, there's two legitimate tricks for once. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, what's your rating, Governor? Because we're getting down to well, the Well, look line. at that. Look, right down. I've nearly stopped it. So, yeah. Buxton, I've enjoyed this. The old Nargill. 8.5. Okay, tap. Lovely. Um, Duval, Duval, Robert Duval. Cheers, Yorick. Cheers, Joel. Jorick, I should say. Um, that is going to be a nine. It was delicious. It was fruity, tasty. Nine. Oh, fair play to you. Nice indeed. A couple of good beers. Couple of good Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll bid you to tar. We will do. We'll see you soon, Jay Barrels. Alice Class. Alice Class.